0: Welcome back to the Boats and Dose podcast. This is Tyler. I'm Brandon. And this week, we're talking about our Pennsylvania trip recap.
1: Man, Pennsylvania is a,
0: um, you never
1: know what's going to happen up there.
0: No, it's a wild card every trip.
1: Yeah, so we went up for Pheasant. Um, My trip got cut short. My wife got sick, um, so I had to come home. But, you know, we had a good trip.
0: Yeah, it was fun. We did a lot of walking.
1: Yeah, day one, we didn't find a single pheasant, um, but we had fun. We we let Nash work. Um, he has an obsession with uh, field mice right now. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's just like such a good time, man. Lasko's Pizza, Icy Light, you know, all, all things good. Um, and then opening day of bear season –
0: yeah, opening day of bear season for the uh, first twenty minutes. Yeah, our camp got our, got its first bear. That was that was interesting. The dude was a guest out there with us, and uh, he'd been hunting never before in minutes. his life. Yeah, he'd been, he'd been, he'd hunting, been hunting twenty minutes. Brand
1: <laughs> brand new rifle. Like, yeah, there's guys in camp that have been trying to kill a deer or a bear for twenty something years, and this guy rolls up day one and
0: twenty shoots, minutes. Yeah, shoots one.
1: Sounded like World War Two, man. He was. He, he emptied that thing. But, no, super stoked. But it's just cool, man. It's, like, it's cool to
0: see someone get ruined with the bug. Oh, I know. He's, he's like, they're going back up for buck after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my dad was telling him, he was, like, dude, if you get a buck, like, you might as well go for spring gobbler, get a Pennsylvania slam, and just quit hunting.
1: Yeah, just stop.
0: <laughs> stop while you're ahead but um, he's ruined. He'll go up there. He probably won't even see a buck. Yeah. I mean, I went all the way to Idaho
1: and didn't see one. So Yeah.
0: Well, he uh I think no, I mean, started... the deer the deer movement looked good this year though. Oh, there was a ton of There's them this year. A ton of deer. But he uh I think he started feeling bad, right? Cuz we we continued to hunt the rest of the like 3 days we were up. And uh he he shot that one super early and then saw all the effort that actually went into it that we've been doing for years. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm starting to feel bad about shooting a bear in 20 minutes because, like, this is not easy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least he
1: has an appreciation for what actually goes into it and not just, like, you
0: know, having a golden horseshoe up his
1: butt. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, The bear went, what, just a touch under 400 pounds?
0: Yeah, it was 375 male. Um, It had... It was a nuisance bear that they dropped off. Twice. It had two ear tags, so it was on its last straw.
1: Yeah. So, in Pennsylvania, they give a bear, um, a nuisance bear, three, three chances, essentially. It gets picked up a third time for being a nuisance. That's it. Yep. But it's kind of funny, man. Like, we go up there and hunt stocked pheasants, right? Which podcast listeners may agree or disagree with but um that pod that pheasant program maintains some of the prettiest bird habitat in the country so i don't feel bad about paying for my pheasant tag and going to hunt those birds because it it's good for the land um even if they're not native birds or whatever like it they maintain that land and that's cool but man, it's kind of like bears the same way. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of hunters up here. Let's just drop these bears off where they'll get taken care of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not to, that was the thought process I had behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that's a little
0: bit that goes into it. They're like, all right,
1: where are these guys looking for bear? Yeah. Like where does everybody bear hunt? And like all the Amish camp, all the Amish uh, families and
0: all the hunting camps around there like they are hunting bear
1: well they don't want to have to put the bear
0: down so if one of us get it in a hunting activity at least, it's better for them
1: yeah and at least it goes to good use right yep so it's it's pretty cool um no i mean i don't know it's uh i really think we should have just went up there and, and field hunted for geese
0: yeah, that's that's how it looked. My uh, my uncle's field had probably. Jeez. What do you think? What do you think was in that picture he sent me? <laughs>
1: Thousands. <laughs> it was a lot. And then that pond, man. We drove past this pond, and it had. I mean, you couldn't even see the water. There were so many mallards, and there was a snow goose mixed mixed in with yeah. them. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. And you know what? Shame on Shayna <laughs> <laughs> for not knowing that the waterfowl was that good. Yeah, we like. We messaged her. So Tyler's cousin um, is an ex fish commissioner.
0: Yeah, well, not commissioner, but she was fish commission. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So she's basically the, a fish game warden up there, or was. And we we texted her like, "Hey, uh, are there are there ducks worth hunting?" Like I was planning on dragging the boat up and everything.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have needed the boat, but there was definitely. Yeah, no, it would have definitely been worth it.
1: And she's like, "No, it's probably not even worth your time. I don't know anybody that does it." And then we get up there, and we start talking to Lander, and he's like, you boys want to go hunt some geese? And I'm like, he's he's like, like, I've
0: got a trailer full of decoys. (laughs) Decoys, layouts, everything. I was like, well, dang. Yeah, I think,
1: man, I think next year, I want to get on a coyote hunt with dogs. Absolutely. I know that's like counterculture in the hunting world, but like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like fun. It sounds like a blast. And – yeah, that, that to me is exciting. I'm all for running dogs. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if people run deer with dogs. I don't care if people, you know, tree mountain lines with dogs. I don't care if people hunt bears with dogs. Like, as soon as you start chipping away at that, all the pillars kind of start falling on the hunting community. So, like, if you're going to be cool with hunting, be cool with all of it. Don't, don't pick and choose, like, what you're okay with. Yep. But I bet – I bet the person that's against it, like the, pers- have fun. the person that tells me, oh, running dogs for deer is the dumbest thing ever. If I took them to some of my buddies down in on the coast that do it and we went and hunted deer in that manner, they would change their perspective. Yeah.
0: Because it's a blast oh. and
1: the dogs love it. It's fun. It's difficult. The dogs have a job. They're good. But it's just like, I don't know, man pheasants was slightly disappointing the first day
0: the first day was extremely disappointing the second day was semi-frustrating
1: yeah there's just so many there were so many people up there and it was late on a stock yeah i mean we seen we seen more hunters and dogs than we saw pheasants but nash got his first flush yep right in his face right in his face i missed it it was a little too far away and I, i still tried for it but yeah, I, I mean, I would have liked to have stayed up there and got on them a little more. It sounds like you guys found them uh,
0: bear hunting yeah. after I left. Yeah, real close to where we were hunting at, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, on the positive note of uh, the the pheasant hunting, we uh, we got to try a little bit of some new stuff from the sporting jet. Yeah, man, those pants, oh, my God. The briar britches oh. are worth every penny.
1: Yeah, the so full disclosure, like we were given some gear from the sporting jet. So don't you know, I I I feel obligated to tell you guys that. But like man, those pants are something else. They're plenty warm enough for upland hunting. Like I know And it was
0: what, mid twenties? Yeah, we were on? I mean
1: I had I had on a a thin um not merino but just a thin base layer. Uh, spandex type base layer and had those pants on and a good pair of socks and a decent pair of boots. And then I had that, they're like midweight puffy jacket on. Yep. Not an Upland jacket, 100%. Love it to death. Like it's warm as can be. Um, It's not made for going through the briars. I knew that when I was wearing it, but
0: um, I never got cold. No, no. And those, those pants, I didn't even have uh, thermals on underneath. It was, I just had the pants on. Yeah, you know those like
1: Argos, like the six by six or the three by three. Yeah, that's what I felt like, busting through some of those briars and yep. mountain laurel. Like you can just, you can just go. But they're also like, like I used to have a pair of, um, a different brand, really fancy hunting brand with a deer head as their logo. Yeah, and man, they're just so stiff. Like they were okay, but like water soaked through them, and they were stiff, and like yeah. They still work. They still did the job, but yeah, these felt like broke in yeah. straight off the shelf. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed wearing them. Um, honestly, like they probably came in handy for your for your bear hunts.
0: Oh, they did. I wore it. I I they were super nasty by the end of the trip, but I wore them over and over again just because the the stuff we were walking through. I mean, they were the outer material that leather or whatever it is. It's wax cotton. That wax cotton kept you mostly dry. Yep. Going through all that mountain laurel holding all the water and snow. And then just all the briars and everything else you're crashing crashing through. They were wicked.
1: Yeah. No, I I I just washed mine. Finally I finally unpacked after a week of being home. <laughs> um Yeah, man, like it's fun working with those guys. It is. They're they're heck of a heck of a team of dudes and they make really good products so we're happy to be part of it
0: yep definitely got to check them out the um
1: what do you think your favorite your favorite part of
0: pennsylvania was this year oof um man honestly i really just enjoy sitting around spending time with family Hanging out at camp, doing the BS and the drinking and the quality, the, the guy time, you know, the, the guy trip, no worries. There's no cell phone service. That is, that is in and of itself probably the nicest thing. When your wife's going to the hospital.
1: it It's kind of that, a hindrance for that. That's a little <laughs> nerve wracking. Um, I finally just said, screw it. I'm coming home. Um, you know, but she was taken care of. My mom went to the ER with her. Her parents came over and took care of her. Um, then I got here and, you know, I was in the doghouse a little bit because I didn't, you know, run and jump. To be to be quite frank, like, when I found out there was, like, six hours of drinking and BSing prior to that, so there was no way I was coming home that night. No. Um, but made the decision next morning, saw all the guys that came up, had a bear on the ground when they got there, which was <laughs> –
0: that, yeah. <laughs> that in and of itself was classic. Yeah, that was great. Um, now, nah, man, it's just the, it's just the, like the hunting camp mentality of just hanging out, spending time with the boys. Yeah, for sure. The, um,
1: I think a lot of people miss the boat, right? Like you look at Instagram, you look at YouTube, you look at this, you look at that. It's all just like, Quite frankly, it's like torn of whatever insert hunting style here, right? It's like, yep, it's kill shots and blood trails, and they missed the boat. Like, we cackled for hours just talking crap and telling deer stories and telling.
0: And what? a lot of it was hunting stuff. We were sitting around BSing about hunting stuff. Yeah, if it would have been a little more clean.
1: Like one of those guys said, you should you should have just pulled out the oh, podcast. Oh yeah, we should have had the mic <laughs> and just set the mic up on the table. And I'm like, yeah, um, I know all you guys. Some of that <laughs> stuff should not be aired. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> the the amount of vulgar, you know, this that and the other. Like, like some of those stories Bruce was telling us about running the 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 dogs. Man, that that got my hair standing up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm super excited to go do that with them. You know, I'm. <sighs>
1: I'm proud of nash for how he did he did good like, first trip he was well behaved in camp everybody said he was like the best dog ever yep um he literally would like go put himself in bed and just like chill while everybody else was doing whatever they wanted to do and not bother anyone
0: dude after those hunts he was wore out oh yeah the, you gotta remember though if we do
1: five miles he's doing
0: like 20 yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah no i was super proud of him um you know we were, Dude, I really think like he's showing some spark of like he's gonna be
0: he's, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: he'll be good. Um first year's tough. Yeah, no, like I can't but you know, outside of I would love to put a bird in his mouth, but we, we accomplished the goal. He he pointed and flushed a pheasant. So Yep.
0: He's building his he's building his one year old resume. It also like if he'd have been a one year old and we had him with us last year, yeah the hunt was a lot better. Yeah. So, the hunt this year was kind of tough anyway. So, that on top of him being a one-year-old was... Yeah, and
1: I'll, th- I'll say this. I think duck hunting's hurting him for that to a degree.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in duck hunting, we want him close. Yeah, you want yeah. him close. You want him sitting still. Uh,
1: and then there, like, it took a while for him to flip the switch to go search. Yep. But, you know, that's all part of the game. Um, so, we've enjoyed the first half of this podcast. Uh we're going to take an intermission for hopefully some ads to get filled up and then we'll be back with you for, we're going to talk about Upland gear. Welcome
0: back. Let's talk Upland gear. Upland gear. You know, the word Upland, like just automatically doubles the price triples or quadruples. It's so much more. Like shotgun companies can carve
1: a GSP or a setter on the side of a gun and it's like now a $1,000 gun is $20,000. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Inner workings are the same. Barrels are the same. Like wood's a little nicer, but not really, all yeah. the, you know, not enough to justify that. But it's like, yeah, no, it's like they think, which I get it, man. Like, the, like before I got into it, It's like
0: the gentleman's hunting.
1: Right. Before I got into it, I envisioned Upland hunting as like this old man. He's drinking his pappies. He's smoking his cigar at camp. They're sitting around a fire, you know, probably got a chef in camp. Like that is what I imagined Upland hunting to be. Now, if you saw the way, like if you saw what we do (laughs) like we're hunting out of the back of a 2001 Cherokee um it's beat the crap from going through the woods like you know it's it's not
0: that stereotypical we don't do anything stereotypically though
1: no that's true (laughs) and like you know we we read up on a bunch of stuff but like at the end of the day, we end up doing our own thing. Like, we end up figuring it out our way. And I think that's one thing that's so much fun about having, like. Doing what we do. Yeah, like having a best friend that's, like, down for that struggle. Yeah, yep. Like waterfowl, for example. Yeah. Dude, we struggled. Still do. Dude, I honestly think, like. This year, we've got it. We've got it pretty well figured out. I mean, I feel I feel confident anytime we go out. Yep. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said about being okay with the growth. Yeah. So, uh, Upland vests, like, man, you can go buy a five dollar like dub
0: vest from Walmart. Yep. And be just fine. Slap some orange on. Let's okay. The necessities of Upland hunting absolutely have to have license, a, a good pair, a, something good to walk in.
1: A pair of hiking boots pair of hunting boots yeah,
0: you're gonna put some miles on them
1: yeah you're gonna you're gonna walk a lot um upward hunting
0: keeps you young <laughs> yeah so you need a license decent walking boots some sort of shotgun a shotgun of some sorts and man there's there's orange. kids out
1: there running around with single shot four tens killing birds so like don't be caught up in it
0: yeah no um, you don't have to have anything fancy
1: now let's talk the other end of the spectrum <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of gear
1: can you have that makes you kind of look the part, but also like is actually really functional a pair of briar pants. Yeah. Um, there's a million out there. Some are really expensive. Some aren't too bad. Uh, a good jacket next year. I'll have that wax cotton jacket from the sporting gent. Absolutely. Like if it can bound through, pushes the
0: way that the pants can. Oh, yeah. I'll have that jacket. That's a, That's an unbeatable combo. In our opinion, though, like, that's the one thing about gear that I think people get carried away pushing, is yeah. they're like, this is the best, this is the best. No, but other, even some of those guys that push that don't believe it. Yeah, The yeah. best is what you like, what works for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, if somebody's paying me a bunch of money, like the sporting gents, they're just giving us free gear. Um, yeah. But, like, I mean... If it wasn't, if they didn't give us the pants, I probably would have ended up with something not as nice. Right. I still would have ended up with briar pants.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: Um, but no, definitely like a briar pants, probably the first thing you need to buy after you get into it and realize how bad it is. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we did it without it though, and we we had a fun time. We killed birds.
0: You yeah. Got you know. stuck a lot. Yeah.
1: Do you remember that picture of me and that uh, I had on that? Like, fleece orange uh, vest. Oh, yeah, coated. I ended up having to throw it away.
0: Yeah. Because no, there was no getting it clean.
1: I, I couldn't get the stickers out of it. No. Nah. Um. So, like, yeah, that. I mean, but we killed birds. We had a good time. Like, nothing. It didn't hinder us.
0: Nah. No, 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 no.
1: So, like, if you want to do it, just get out there and do it. Figure it out. Save up some money. Get some nicer gear. Like, buy some
0: secondhand gear. It's fine. Nobody cares. Yep. And do it with what you have the first couple of times. Don't go. Yeah. You don't have to go spend thousands of dollars to try it and then realize you don't like it.
1: Yeah, like I, we hunted two hunts two days in a row. And I am now probably $3,000 into a dog, uh, probably $200, 300 into a vest and all that crap. I already had the shotguns.
0: Already had the boots. Yeah,
1: already had the boots. Man, I've been wearing those Irish Setter boots for like five years. Yeah, those things have some miles on them. But yeah, man, like I just don't get caught up in the gear. But if money's no object, what shotgun are you going with? Are you going classic? Are you going? And I feel like saying the shotgun you have is a cop out because I know what you're going to try and say.
0: I mean, yeah, but I've also I haven't really. If you're wondering, Tyler's Tyler's gunning for a Stoger sponsorship. I'm not gunning for a Stoger <laughs> sponsorship, but I love that Stoger to death. I don't care if I have to continue buying them the rest of my life. It's. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but I also haven't really like I haven't I feel ran like, any other shotgun. I feel like you don't geek out on geek out on guns as much as I do. I don't like. If it goes boom when I want it to go boom, and it doesn't go boom when I don't want it to, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I agree, I agree with you there. The you geek out more on pistols, like I geek out on super nice shotguns. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I could a shotgun that as long as it runs the shells I want it to run, and it will hold up, take a beating. Good with it. Okay, let's let's
1: transition. If you're gonna go over, under, side by side which is what most people think Upland guns should be. Yep. Mind you, I'm out there with a three and a half inch Browning A5, (laughs) you know, and duck camo. Right. Um, What – are you going over-under or side-by-side?
0: Over-under. Yeah, I'm going side-by-side all day. Really? I think it's classy. I've never really been a fan of a side-by-side. Over-unders are just – it's more practical to me. When I get
1: mine back from the – from the gunsmith, yeah. So long story short, I was given a gun fifteen years ago. It needed firing pins or something put in it. I finally broke down and had it done because now I have a GSP and like.
0: Now you're trying to be a little more swanky. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to look the part,
0: but it's just a Spanish like
1: early '90s side by side. Yeah. No. Shoot it a couple times and then tell me, dude, if it fit side by sides like old school side by sides. They fit me so well. Like I love shooting that heads up style where like I can just pull ninety five percent of them up to my shoulder and I'm looking dead down the bead like zero issues.
0: It is an adjustment period with two triggers,
1: though.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've shot over unders that are that are two triggers. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I could also go for a nice like Beretta over under. Yeah. Nice engraved, fancy. But I always do things like kind of counterculture. Like I always always go like opposite of what the norm is. Yeah. I think that's why I'm drawing the side-by-sides because they're weird. They're unusual. Like,
0: Well, one thing I don't like, I could care less. I almost want to be the guy that rolls up to camp like with something different than what everybody else has. I don't want to roll up and us all be like, oh, we all have, Fancy berettas in the same camo or we all are running havoc boats or you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I man, if if money was no object, I would have like probably a three barrel set uh vintage side by sides. Mm. Just like what gauge you going?
0: Are you are you going the super
1: classy or no? Well, see, here's what I would have. I would have a three-barrel set, which means the same receiver, but I could change the cal- the right. gauge out. So I would have a 12, a 16, and probably either a 20 or a 28, all on the same frame. No 10? Have zero interest in a 10-gauge. Hmm. The reason being, like, a 3.5-inch 12-gauge is more than enough, and it's about all that I'm willing to put my body through if <laughs> if something's really flying. Yeah. But – Yeah, no, man, there was a 16-gauge Parker, I think, up at uh, North Gaston Gun and Pond. Boy, let me tell you, I would have bought that thing, but it was in pretty rough shape, so you'd have to refinish it. But it was in rough enough shape, I wouldn't have felt bad about refinishing it.
0: Yeah. See, the other thing about, like, the fancy engraved, you know, like, swanky guns, I find it a lot harder To want to use it and want to beat it up. Well see, that's why like
1: I'm making a case for not like twenty thousand dollars side by sides. I'm making a case for like the run of the mill. Like Browning, for example, they had a I wanna say it was a Spanish side by side in the early nineties. And they're like eight hundred bucks. They're not the prettiest gun in the world. Like they don't have all this fancy scroll work. But it's just a classic, like working man side by side shotgun.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, uh, like it was made like old farmers.
1: Yeah. Like an old farmer gun.
0: Yeah. It just hung above the door and he'd run out and shoot the raccoons. Like, that's what, that's what I meant to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I could see that and then beat up on one of those.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're, it has a story. Yeah. Like, you know, it's been through time. It's killed some things. It's seen some things. It's ran off the trespasser. Like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You know,
1: like it's—I do like stuff with a cool story. It scared the crap out of the farmer's daughter years ago. The well, farmer's boyfriend. daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like that to me, like I'm—I'm I'm not talking like a twenty thousand dollar gun. Like I would eventually have those as investments, but I'm not taking that in the field. What I'm taking in the field, like this shotgun was given to me, right? Yeah, it's worth about five hundred dollars. You can go buy them five hundred bucks, right? I'm putting a, probably two hundred bucks in it to get it back going because one of the firing pins is a little soft they left it cocked for years No, yeah um so probably just needs firing pin springs in it or new firing pins or something but it functions great it shoots well like when it was shooting it shot perfectly fine but it's just a working man shotgun and nobody else is gonna have it like i'm not gonna go to a field and be like Breda, Breda, bretta browning 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 Breda, bretta, 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 bretta. yeah it's gonna be spanish you know? Spanish, whatever, like nobody knows about, but it's a good shotgun. There's a lot of guys that shoot the old Damascus shotguns, which, if you read online, is kind of controversial, but it's kind of dangerous, but you know, as long as you don't load hot and the barrel's been proof-tested, it's fine.
0: I just know that I am hard on everything. Same. I beat everything down. So... I don't I'll, like I'll doing what. that to stuff I spend the money on. I wouldn't, I would not take that kind
1: of shotgun duck hunting.
0: Absolutely not. Like, the,
1: that's a torture test.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that duck hunting is one thing that is tough on some equipment. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could probably be it's a little a easier thing. on it than we do. It's a good thing you like Stokers because you're going to go through some of them oh yeah the finish up mine's not even a year old yet the finish is beat the crap yeah, maybe, but I also maybe
1: maybe you should buy a nicer shotgun
0: no i don't need a nicer shotgun that's <laughs> my, why my because i can is, beat the my crap my finish out is of
1: holding it. up better than yours ah, it's, well it's 10 years old <laughs> that's fine
0: the finish the ducks don't care what the finish looks like
1: no they don't <laughs> well um i'm going side by side Tyler would probably just buy another Stoger if you really want to know the truth about it. I'm gonna try and convince him to get an old side by side. I'll probably get one. It just looks better in the reels. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm against one, but if I had to pick one, I'm going with what I got. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: but we've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been fun talking about Pennsylvania, talking a little bit of upland gear. We kind of just babbled and didn't make any points, but. Nope. you do what you want and get out there that's the most important part go out there, use the land and uh, we'll catch you next week